0: Welcome in to yet another special edition of Sportball, I'm your boy Sam, this one is extra special because with me today is not one, not two of my co-hosts, but actually just one,
1: (laughs) (laughs) incredible introduction,
0: Seth it's just us today, no Kyle, What, what say you on the matter,
1: thank God we finally got rid of him,
0: it was tough, He's off taking some cute picture with Santa and his baby or whatever, while we're here still we all doing know what he's really the same doing. shit we do every day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's off oh. trying to uh, revive James Harden's season.
0: Mm. Personally, futile, though, I'm just glad that we don't have to hear about Dennis Schroeder, Robert Covington. None of those names do even even pass our lips. Thank God, and that is freeing. It really is. <laughs> uh so here we sit it is 9 p.m central standard time thursday wait isn't it wednesday
1: yeah it's wednesday <laughs> it's, it's wednesday. also not 9 p.m
0: <laughs> <laughs> so anything we say cannot be held against us in the court of law especially since we're going to be talking a lot of MBA and like i was telling seth uh off air offline you might say
1: well, Twenty-eight of the thirty actually, teams because it's always yeah.
0: Zoom. Of via the internet. Twenty-eight of the thirty teams in the NBA are playing today. So anything that happens is out of our control. Whereas usually if only two or three teams are playing, we control the game, as we know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so today we're gonna hit some what should we call this like the Sam and Seth special? The the Sam and Speth the extravaganza? Seth and Sam special would hmm. be better. That's not alphabetical singing. though. We go S A to essay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh S E. We're going to talk NBA first. Lots to cover. Third of the way through the NBA season, and I feel like our listeners are craving to know what we think about the season so far. Um, what What gives you that impression? Well, our one listener, Matt, <laughs> we all know and love, mm-hmm. wants some. He told me he wants some new things to say at the water cooler at work to make it seem like he knows about sports. So understood, and that's what we pride ourselves in here at Sportball. It's our mission statement. And then I thought we'd finish with a sprinkling of NFL just to give those football fans what they crave, you know, playoff For picture rounding into shape in the NFL. We got to, we got to give our thoughts. So let's start with the NBA though, shall we? Is it our favorite sport with the ball? Probably.
1: Had to think about it, but is that one, uh, the paddle game that we play on the beach in New Jersey. It's pretty mm. fun.
0: I also like the paddle game that you play by yourself and you hit it to yourself. It's mm-hmm. a good one. Uh, so we're third way through the season. As I told you earlier. And offline there's or some, online? <laughs> there are some interesting <laughs> interesting trends that we can talk about. I want to talk about the Lakers first of all, because America's team, you hate them, you love them. They need to be talked about.
1: America's team. The devil's team, maybe. <laughs>
0: So they're right now they're 13 and 12, sixth in the West. 13 and 12 is good enough for sixth in the West. That's how poor the West mm. is, as we actually predicted before the season. If you we are listening, we did. Uh, 15th in defense and 20th in offense. And even watching them on offense, it's like, how do they even score? Um, they tried. To, can I read you their starting lineup last night against the Celtics? I'll allow it. It's not good. Okay, you got Russell Westbrook at the point guard, all right? You have Avery Bradley shooting guard. Who? was washed six years ago. You have (laughs) Taylor Horton Tucker at the small forward, LeBron at four, AD at the five. I ask you this, where's the shooting in that lineup? LeBron is the best shooter in that lineup. And that's probably not what you want to be trotting out.
1: And yeah, I mean, we knew that before the season as well. And, you know, Avery Bradley used to be an okay spot up shooter, but not really what he's out there for. So, and Davis, that's probably been, the biggest thing was that we knew. Um, I have to sneeze, but it's I had to let out it out slowly. So, we knew that they weren't gonna have a lot of shooting, but the idea was, well, we'll play the at the five and he can spread the floor. But he hasn't been shooting well from the outside either this year, so I think that's kind of the bigger issue.
0: AD Anthony Davis, for his full name, is shooting 19% from three point range this year. Mm. Is that good? It's not great. And he is taking most of his shots from three and from deep two, which is probably to be expected when you have a spacing issue with Russell Westbrook at the point guard. Right. Mm -hmm. And he is um, by some metrics, the worst shooter from those spots in the NBA. (laughs) And yet that's where he's taking the most, (laughs) the most percentage of his shots. Not ideal.
1: I mean, can you imagine if the Lakers just had Buddy Heald instead of Russell Westbrook?
0: Oh, my God. I was just thinking that.
1: They'd be able to have Buddy and KCP still. I mean, So,
0: there was a play in last night's game where the ball swung around, found Russell Westbrook wide open from three.
1: He missed it. He shot, missed, went right back to him, shot again, missed again.
0: And I was thinking, what if Buddy Heald was just there instead of Russell Westbrook?
1: Definitely makes one of them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It's absolutely despicable. Um, The other big problem with them is that LeBron is in decline. I was the one who said it first last year after his ankle injury. No one seemed ready to admit it. I mean, it's not any shot at LeBron. He's had the most minutes of almost any player in NBA history. There is bound to be some decline. And obviously, he's still one of the best players in the league. But you can kind of tell from his shot selection so far this season, right? 60% of his shots are jump shots, 40% of them from three. And he just doesn't really have the ability to drive by people as easily as he did when he was in his prime. And you start to see this after the ankle injury last year, I brought it up on the pod, even though I was scared to say it out loud into the ether. And even though he he came off that ankle injury, had an offseason to rehab, you know, he's just... There's just – he can't drive by and get to the rim at real like he used to back in the day, and, you know, you could say maybe he's pacing himself for the playoffs, right? And if I had to bet my life – if you had a gun in my head right now – Which? Which you do. (laughs) And you said, you know, who do you want to play this playoff game? If they win – if their team wins, you live. If they lose, you die. Okay, you with me so far?
1: (laughs) To be holding a gun to your head for like three hours is what you're
0: saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I would still take LeBron probably after KD maybe just after KD maybe after Giannis right so I still hold out hope he can elevate in the playoffs but with LeBron playing at this level and AD not rising to that be that number one of on the team they're just not a title contender in my mind
1: <clears throat> yeah I think what I would do if I were the Lakers assuming this is the roster that I have is really focus everything I can on defense um, I mean in theory they should be a pretty good defensive team the Lakers with LeBron and ad have been a solid defensive team in the past um, and you know Westbrook is not the greatest defender but You know, you imagine that he has the lateral quickness, right? To be able to do that in theory. And what I would do is just try to really clamp down defensively and then get all the rebounds and get out in transition as much as much as possible. Because that's one of the things I noticed when I played the Celtics last night was LeBron still looks like himself in transition in the fast break. And he's still like one of the most fear-inducing players when he's going downhill so if they could just hold the other teams to under 100 and get rebounds and get out and run i think that's when they're going to be most effective and and yeah i i shouldn't be sitting here giving the lakers advice because i want them to do poorly so
0: you think they're listening to this Uh. podcast
1: (laughs) most likely (laughs) Matt has inside people in the organization. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah, they uh, do not look good right now, and it's delightful.
0: I just don't know if they have the personnel to play. I mean, Vogel is already a defensive-minded coach, and he I'm sure he's pushing them to be great defensively, and we've seen him craft a number one defense in the league before. So I'm just right. not sure. I just don't know if the personal they have is capable of that because you look – you see Russell Westbrook out there. Like, he acts like he gives a shit on defense. He tries really hard. Okay, fine. But he just takes these stupid gambles. And they had him defending Tatum last night, which was over before it began. I mean, Tatum just had his way with him. And then you're trying out Carmelo Anthony out there, which any good offensive player licks his chops when he sees him across from him and just gets to the rim at will on him. So, and, you know, there's been rumblings of Frank Vogel being on the hot seat, which is funny because he won a championship two years ago and has been dealt, I would think, a bad hand to keep up his defensive (laughs) rating that he's had in the past. So I don't really think it's anything with Vogel or or the coaching. I think they're going to have to make a few tweaks to get to that off defensive identity that you're talking about, Seth. I mean, I don't think Melo fits that, you know, I don't think a few other players on the team fit that. I mean, who knows if they'll make the big move of moving Russ. I doubt it because it's just kind of hard to move that contract. Right. I mean, the man's making $40 million, so I'm not sure there's really an out there.
1: Yeah. I think what they would do is, is play Dwight Howard, but then they're extra fucked on offense. So yeah, they're just kind of fucked regardless of what they do because Carmelo, like you said, is the opposite where he's the one guy on the team who can hit open threes besides LeBron, but he's a sieve on defense. So if you have him in there with anybody, <laughs> with, unless they're like, <clears throat> you know, if he's on the court with Russ at the same time, that's two people that are you're really... Have weak spots there on defense. So,
0: I mean, watching the game last night, Tatum would just take Mellow off the dribble every time and breeze past him as if he wasn't even yeah. there.
1: We should say they beat the Celtics, so <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're, we're talking
1: like wow, the Lakers are ass, and the Celtics just had their way with them, but the Lakers did win. And the Celtics also look like us. So
0: the way we're talking about that makes it seem like they were the ones that lost to 73 to the Grizzlies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if this is the, the team as presently constructed come playoff time, they are not a title contender in my mind. And I think they realize that probably. And I, re- I think it won't be the team come playoff time. So we'll see what kind of tweaks they make. Uh, let's move on for the Lakers, shall we? Because they may be America's, America's team, but we don't, we don't buy into that. You know, we like right. to, we have to go for the teams that no one else talks about. And here is one, the Minnesota Timberwolves. They are heard of them. 11 to 13. Good for ninth in the West. Cause as we know, the West is ass. 24th on offense, eighth on defense. Mm. You did some frisky play from Patrick Beverly and Jared Vanderbilt. Um, so I'm going to take my victory lap now on them being in the play-in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like how you manufactured this whole dynamic where you love the Timberwolves and Kyle and I love the Pelicans when in reality, all three of us were just picking some random team to fill out the last spot in the play-in. And we're all kind of like, yeah, we can see it being anyone. And I would much prefer it be the Timberwolves and the Pelicans, but.
0: All that aside, I'm going to forget everything you just said.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I Kyle's not on it. this
0: podcast, so someone had to take their old soft takes and act like they cared about them a lot <laughs> and <laughs> brag about them. All right. Um, I think they're probably going to make the plane. I mean, you look behind them in the West, and it's like a bloodbath. I mean, you have the Kings who just fired their coach and are a dumpster fire as usual. Not even there. <laughs> Marvin Bagley was getting not played DNPCD, is not playing in games, and he was drafted over Luka Doncic. Uh, uh,
1: yeah, it, it boggles the mind.
0: And they're really only other competition. The rest of the West is so bad. So the other one, the other aspect of why I want to talk about the Timberwolves is. My new love, Anthony Edwards. So...
1: You know, you put on the notes, uh, T-Wolves, Anthony Edwards' love. And so my question was, who is Anthony Edwards' love? Have you met that person? What are they like? Is that what we're discussing today? Or are you here to say it's yourself?
0: I am here to say it is me. I'm here to announce... (laughs) <laughs> that anthony edwards is my one true love What i meant by when i wrote anthony edwards love for a little peel back the curtain you know on how the sausage gets made uh <laughs> was that i just wanted to create space and time for me to love talk about my love for anthony edwards space and time wow the final frontier so <laughs> when he came into the league you'll remember i said that he's going to be the next Andrew Wiggins probably, which is ironic because the Timberwolves drafted him. I was wrong because he's kind of like Andrew Wiggins. If he was, if he had the mentality of Giannis. Yeah. If he had like the mentality of Giannis and like, I don't know, the strength of Zion. Well, who knows now, but I mean, he's just (laughs) like, he's like a bowling ball who just does not give a fuck and has that same kind of bounce that Andrew Wiggins had. Right. But just not the same demeanor at all. And he's a perfect fit next to Kat because he has the opposite personality of him, right? He he has that mentality and that leadership that they need on this team because Kat is a great player, but not necessarily a natural leader and not necessarily that kind of fuck you attitude that I feel like they kind of needed, you know? And I just love him so much. And I really just, what I hope most of all is that D'Angelo Russell leaves his team. I don't care where he goes because it almost reminds me of when you remember the first season when Luca was a rookie and they had uh, Dennis Smith Jr. as their point guard. Mm, And it was kind of like Dennis Smith thinks this is his team, but we all know Luca's better. I I don't know if Anthony will will ever be as good as Luca. I mean, chances are no, but it feels that way where it's like you know that D'Angelo is just a guy. And historically, we're really not going to remember him. But it already feels like Anthony Edwards is going to be historically remembered and just one of the stars in this league. And I'm just waiting for D'Angelo to get out of his way. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know. I just I have a little hope for the future for the Timberwolves because of that pairing of Anthony Edwards and Cat, and where it's like Anthony Edwards is still so raw, right? I mean, he's like a football player. And they just threw him on a basketball court and they're like, wow, he's really good. And he still doesn't even know what the hell he's doing. So I don't know. What do you think? What do you think about that? Have you liked anti Edwards, do you, do you have hope for the Timberwolves?
1: Yeah, I think the Wolves are one of those teams on my list of, of, of teams that I'd like to watch more of. Um, Cause I really haven't seen as much of them as I would like this season. Uh, but from what I can tell, I think your analysis makes sense. I think they still it it's it, like you said it's not quite like uh, okay we just need to get a d'angelo russell out of the way and then anthony edwards can fill that that void like i think they're still going to need more than that um, to be able to take advantage of cat um i think it's really interesting the different trade rumors that have gotten tossed around that involve the Tim Wolves. And if they could get anything in return for D'Lo, um, and, you know, package a bunch of picks with D'Angelo Russell and other contracts and get Damian Lillard or, you know, some other, or Ben, ben Simmons, perhaps. Um, but yeah, I, I, think Timberwolves fans have cause for optimism that they haven't really had since Cat was drafted, probably.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. And I just love love his attitude. Like, he'll miss a shot and just come back and dunk on someone afterwards, you know, and he doesn't care. And that's really what they were missing. I don't know. I just needed some, some sort of fire in their ass, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's what they
0: had with Jimmy
1: Butler, and then He was like, no one else is on my level. I'm getting the fuck out of here.
0: (laughs) And Anthony Edwards has talked about, too, trying to grow into a leader, you know, for this team. He's already talked about that. Like, I think I can be the leader of this team. That's exactly the word they're missing. And like you said, they tried to fill that with Jimmy, and Jimmy was just an asshole because he didn't believe in the team. So, I'm pretty excited. I'll say that. You know, I love new things, new and shiny things. Mm, I do. Yeah. And now that Zion's out, I mean, I, I don't have that anymore. And, boy, that's an interesting situation for another day. Of
1: dumpster fire, yeah.
0: <laughs> Next team I want to hit on. Another thing you have to answer for from your preseason mm-hmm. p- predictions. Yeah, you.
1: Mm, yeah, that was not, not a good one.
0: The Blazers of Trail. <laughs> Seth Quam's NBA Finals pick. 11 and 14, 10th in the West, 30th in defense, with no one Hmm. behind them since there are only 30 teams in the league. (laughs) Uh, To be fair, Damian Lillard has an abdomen injury, which has not helped things. And CJ McCollum now has a collapsed lung, which is not ideal. You mostly want your lung to be inflated. Uh, (laughs) Also, their GM just got fired because of some workplace misconduct. And he was didn't seem like that great of a GM anyway to begin with. Uh, Chauncey Billups is their coach, who Damian Lillard doesn't even like, and is employing a blitzing scheme on defense where they blitz the ball handler and end up 30th in defense. And Jason Kidd tried the same thing in Milwaukee, and when he left, they immediately became the best defense in the league. So – But – Other than that, (laughs) the season's gone great. So why don't you answer for your Blazers, Seth? Go ahead.
1: Okay, so my my idea with the Blazers was I wanted to pick someone who wasn't going to be an obvious choice in the West. And I felt like there was an opportunity for a star point guard sharpshooter to really show that he could lead his team.
0: I already know exactly what you're going (laughs) to (laughs) say.
1: I can tell by the look, the smirk on your face. And for a team um, that has dealt with injuries in the past seasons to become fully healthy and regain their position atop the conference. And I thought it might be Portland. And what I should have said was Golden State.
0: Simple mistake, so, just move a little south on the border.
1: Exactly. By the border,
0: I mean between us and the Pacific Ocean. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, so.
0: Was, I guess like, what I this... really want to ask you, there's no need to answer for it, because it's clear that it was a terrible take and that you should be fired as a pundit for even thinking. it. But what I really want to ask you is, what path should they take forward? Okay, we have a new GM in, Right. We have a new coach. Obviously, some changes are going to be made, okay? And I think, in my mind, and you can tell me I'm wrong, they have three main avenues, okay? Okay. Trade Damian Lillard, which I think you only do if he says he wants out, right? I mean, you mm-hmm. want to keep one of the best players in the league, okay? So Agreed. that's a that's a blow it up, get a lot of draft picks, get young, and just rebuild, okay? Mm-hmm. Avenue two, trade CJ, McCollum. That is he of the collapse one oh. and try to get something back that fits your team better. Maybe get a little more size since you have those two small guards defensively. Right. And then Avenue C or three, I don't remember what I was doing for the numbering system is make a win. Now trade, maybe trade, keep CJ, keep Dame, trade Nurkic, trade Nance, trade one of your role players. And try to upgrade and try to keep winning now. And maybe the CJ move would be a win now trade too. So, what say you on those different avenues and what path do you think they should take forward?
1: I say path to be um, or not to be. I would trade <laughs> CJ. And I mean, obviously, it depends on what you can get from, for him. <clears throat> Personally, I feel like CJ straight up for Ben Simmons is a win-win for each team. I think in a vacuum, I'd rather have CJ. But for Portland, I'd rather have Ben. And he's exactly what they need. And But I don't think Daryl's prepared to do that yet. It, he's not going to do that unless it's CJ and for unprotected draft picks. Yeah. So, yeah, I would I would shop CJ around, which, you know, there's been rumors of that for the last, like, four years, so who knows? Um, there might just not be anything there, but... And maybe it's a combination of two and three. Like, maybe it's CJ and Larry Nance and Narkic, for that matter, for somebody. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I agree with you that I would not trade Dame unless he asks out.
0: C.J. McCollum for Ben Simmons. How many times must I opine for it? I first brought it up, I swear to God, in 2019 or something.
1: 2004.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most obvious trade in the league, and it has been for some time. I think, like you said, I think Portland does that in a heartbeat. You know, because you can slide Norman Powell back to shooting guard where he probably fits better anyway and has bigger size that you crave on the defensive end. And then Ben Simmons becomes, I don't know, you might as well put this on my tombstone. Ben Simmons becomes the Draymond to Dame Steph, which I would just love to see. It will and, be on your
1: tombstone if you say it again <laughs> because I'll kill you.
0: <laughs> and, but if you're, if you're fully, no matter what picks they throw in, it's like, does CJ make us better? I think, yeah, but you already have Maxi, who is coming into his own. Tyrese, that is. You already have Seth Curry, who is the better Curry brother anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, you already have a lot of shot creation in that backcourt. Like, do you need another small guard? running around? I mean, CJ's better than both those guys, but I don't know. I don't know if it moves the needle for them, like you said, especially since Daryl's going big game hunting, and he said he would only trade Ben Simmons for one of the top 30 players in the league. Is CJ a top 30 player? I don't even remember if he made our top 40, do you?
1: I don't think, did. I think
0: right he did. He's running the cost. Yeah. So, I'm just not sure if it gets done but I just want it. I crave it.
1: I'm sure it won't get done, but I also crave it.
0: I would also love to see Damian Lillard on the Sixers.
1: I would hate that for biased personal reasons, but just out of curiosity of how it would look, that would be very interesting, him and
0: Embiid. But you're a Damian Lillard fan. I mean, you want him to be happy, right?
1: Yeah, but within reason.
0: <laughs> I guess Philadelphia I mean, is like your second biggest rival or whatever in Boston. So
1: if you had asked me like 2018, are you a LeBron fan? Do you want him to be happy? I would have said, yeah, but doesn't mean I am just going to give him a free pass to go to the Lakers. <laughs>
0: <coughs> um, God, Damien yeah. to the Lakers. What would that do to you? Can you imagine? Jesus Christ. Uh, but on the flip side,
1: ESPN came out with an article and Zach Lowe talked about in his pod. Dame to the Celtics, basically all their draft picks and a bunch of salary filler. I think the one on ESPN.com was like Schroeder, Horford, Neesmith, and four draft picks, something like that.
0: So this would be kind of like the Houston Rockets, James Harden trade, where you're really not I'm glad you brought
1: that up. I'm glad you brought that up because I feel like on on many podcasts and things people keep saying oh they're not going to do this unless they get a James Harden-esque return or whatever and it's like that they're saying it like it's a a good thing and I'm like the Rockets didn't get anything good from James Harden they got Victor Oladipo who's not on the team and not playing because he's injured still And they got, I believe it was, four first-round picks and, like, three pick swaps. But they're all from the Nets, so they're just going to be, like, I don't know, pick 27 to 30 every year. And, And, I don't know, I'm like, they make it seem like that was the example of a team that traded a superstar and got like something fair in return. And I don't feel like it's that at all. I feel like most likely they won't get a single all-star in return.
0: You never get anything fair when you trade for a superstar. It's not going to happen because no one trades a superstar for a superstar. And so if you're not getting a superstar back, you're probably not going to get a superstar in the draft. Chances are, right? So Probably the most fair one in recent memory is the AD trade. I mean, at least they got Ingram. yeah, And draft picks who could have been something, but mostly weren't. Uh, I The other thing is I feel like people accumulate draft picks just to trade them. And I feel like the value of a draft pick is higher than the actual pick ends up being, Right. Because you throw in a first round pick in some trade, like the Houston Rockets could use it to get players, I guess is what I'm saying, right? They could use the Nets pick to in some deal to get a player when in reality, the player that they pick at 27 won't be any good, probably. You know what I'm saying?
1: So I do know what you're saying, but who are the Rockets going to do that with? I mean, they're rebuilding, so it's like it's not like I mean, that's the problem. That I
0: mean, they could use it to move up in the draft too,
1: right? I guess. But once you identify that a player is going to be good, then teams don't want to trade them anymore, right? So, if if the Rockets could say, all right, I got these four draft picks. I'm going to trade them for LaMelo Ball. Then I'd be like, all right, cool. They got something for that. But nobody's... Charlotte's not doing that, right? So, it's like...
0: I don't know. Yeah, I'm not saying I agree with the decision. I'm just saying that They're probably not making most of those picks, you know, in reality.
1: Yeah, and I'm just saying, even if they don't make them, they're still probably not going to turn it into anything.
0: Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah, so, I mean, if they trade Dame, they're fucked either way. So, I mean, especially in such a small market, you know, it's going to be hard to rebuild. Man, it's tough out there in Portland, huh? Sure is. And it seems like Damian Lillard wants to be there. Like, he just wants better players around him, which is fair. Yeah, (laughs) I'm just not sure how they get that done. All right, let's move to another disgruntled team and fan base, the New York Knickerbockers.
1: Hmm, I've heard of them.
0: They currently sit at 11th in the East at 12 and 12, which just shows you how much deeper the East is than the West, doesn't it? When we just lamented the Lakers at the sixth seed with the same record, essentially.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And their starters have not been good, often talked about. Um, they're 23rd in defense, and defense was their calling card last year. It seems RJ Barrett and Julius Randle have regressed, um, and it does. And Kemba Walker, uh, their bargain in the offseason, has been out of the rotation now. Really feel for him, honestly. But I mean, it was the right decision, but the poor guy after those injuries. Yeah. He's also out of my fantasy team. So
1: which one do you think is impacting him more?
0: I'll say the second. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, they, I the East is so deep. Do you think they missed the playoffs?
1: I think they'll be in the play in probably.
0: Cause who are they going to jump over? I was thinking about this today, looking at the standings. Um,
1: are you talking in like a leap prog scenario? Who are they going to jump over?
0: Correct. So they, <laughs> So, I'll just list you the standings right now. Nets, Bulls, Bucks, Heat are the top four. Your Chicago Bulls. Mm -hmm. Wizards, Sixers, Hornets, Cavs, round out the top eight. And then the playing teams of the Atlanta Hawks and your Boston Celtics at 10. You know, most of those teams are teams that expect to make the playoffs. Could they maybe leapfrog the Hornets, the Cavaliers? Maybe.
1: Yeah, They're just not as good
0: as those teams right now. No, they're not. Certainly not right now. I don't know. I think they might miss the playoffs. Can you imagine? They were the four seed last year.
1: I'm imagining it as we speak. Yeah. I mean, I, I wonder if we're going to look back four years from now and be like, whoa, you remember that one random year where the Knicks were the four seed? And then after that, they went back to missing the playoffs every year.
0: I mean, it kind of seemed like that even in the moment, right? Because nobody predicted them to make the playoffs, not on this podcast or really any. You know, they were one of the worst teams in the league the year before. Yeah. And I do think that Tibbs at least will, you know, he's not going to make them the worst team in the league again. No. But the talent is the talent, right?
1: And, I mean, we had, like, maybe a a one-year aberration with Julius Randle where it just – he made every shot and took over on offense, played bully ball, and I don't know. Maybe yeah. that's just not who he is. It was just a one year blip kind of thing.
0: And he got the big contract in the offseason. So maybe
1: right? Yeah. Maybe I mean, even I
0: subconsciously, you know, that that feeds into your mind.
1: I still think he's he's playing better now than he was two years ago, but yeah. But yeah, I mean it's I don't see a, a lot of hope there.
0: But their plan always was to just remain good and have a base for the next superstar who wants to play in New York. Right. So we'll see That's if it's
1: always can do an that. option. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh any other miscellaneous NBA things you want to hit? Anything burning in your mind that you want to talk about?
1: Well, it should be mentioned uh, as we're watching this, the Warriors and the Blazers are playing. A lot of people have made a big deal about how Steph Curry needs 16 threes to tie Ray Allen's all-time record for career threes. 16 would also put him well over the single-game record of 14 held by his teammate, Clay Thompson. But he started off one for five from three, so we'll see.
0: (laughs) He's pressing, (laughs) yeah. He already, I'm so confused on that record because he already has the most playoffs and regular season combined, doesn't he? Or something like he already passed him in both threes, but this is the other most threes or something. Mm. I don't know, Mm. it doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's crazy though. I was reading, um there was like a past Reddit post that people were going through on the interwebs. And it was like, do you think Ray Allen's record will be broken? Like Steph. And they said, the person who posted is like, Oh, maybe Steph Curry has the best chance. This is before Steph Curry, was Steph Curry, you know? And then everyone was like, no, no way. That's never getting broken. Not a chance.
1: Just goes to show everyone who says this record will never be broken is dumb. I think the only reason why any record is not going to be broken is when A, the rules change that make it much more difficult to break the record, like Rashid Wallace's record of 41 technical fouls in a season, <laughs> or B, humans stop playing the sport or go extinct in the future right like i just find it always ludicrous that it's like oh they'll no, they'll never be another player as good as this guy or we'll never see someone else who's as good of a shooter as this or it's like time after time we prove that wrong and never is a very very long time so can we just put that to bed and not say that anymore like there's other ways to appreciate people's greatness without slandering future generations that we have no idea what they're going to do.
0: Yeah. The one I'd be interested to see if there's any chance, because I do think there are rule changes that have made it less easy is Wilt's hundred point record. Mm-hmm. But I think it's definitely a strong possibility that gets broken in our lifetime.
1: Yeah. And even if it's not in our lifetime, I mean, 400 years from now you say I'm gonna be alive in 400
0: years with (laughs) modern medicine (laughs) all right should we hit some NFL real quick before we get out of here if you insist I'm gonna walk you through the playoff picture can I shall I will I it
1: seems like you will (laughs) can you
0: you're at the mercy of my will right now so how good is your imagery pretty good uh it's much more exciting in the AFC than the NFC, I'll say that much. So the AFC, here's how it looks right now. The Patriots grab the one seed with three passes on Monday.
1: We we have to admit, they've been proving us wrong for like seven weeks in a row.
0: I don't know. I've been on their side. You know, I posed the question last podcast if they're a title content, if they're a favorite to come out of the uh, AFC, and I was poo
1: Yeah, You poo-pooed them like two months ago when Bill Simmons brought up on his podcast that they were going to be a title contender and you were like, can you believe Bill said that? It's outrageous. So don't yeah. even try to...
0: Unlike some people, I'm capable of change and I grow... Don't talk about Kyle like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, they look at like the real deal. They ran all over the Bills and they threw three times and beat them in bad weather. You know, we'll see if... Game. If if given yeah if given a game where they have to throw fifty times, we'll see what happens. I don't know if they'll ever run into that. Um, we have three eight and four teams, which I feel like I feel strongly differently about each of them. The Titans are the two seed eight and four without Derek Henry, AJ Brown, or Julio Jones, <clears throat> and I just don't like what I see from them. But they find a way to win. You know how they are. The Baltimore Ravens. Eight and four as well. Yet Lamar seems to have a proclivity for throwing at least three interceptions a game.
1: The Good Kansas City Chiefs.
0: Proclivity. Thank you, the Kansas City Chiefs of Kansas of Missouri. No one knows, but they're eight and four in Missouri. the four seed right now, and they seem to be on on the rise. Okay, their defense has made large strides. Their offense does what it needs to do, which is crazy to say about the Chiefs, right? And then we have a very interesting stretch for the rest of the AFC playoffs, right? We have the Chargers, the Bengals, and the Bills all at seven and five. And I kind of think you like all those teams. I mean, certainly the Bills were Super Bowl contenders coming into the year, and the Chargers and the Bengals, I changed my opinion on 100 times depending on what Sunday it is. Yeah. We have the Colts and the Hunt, who I think we all like. We have the Steelers and the Raiders and the Browns and the Broncos all still alive inexplicably. For
1: the record, I do not like the Colts.
0: Just because of their mascot? or.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's all because uh, my sister didn't invite me to her bachelorette party where they went horseback riding. So I just am bitter that I didn't get to go.
0: I gotta say horseback riding is pretty overrated because it's like you just get on this thing that you're supposed to send the saddle and you get bucked around and it just makes your butt hurt. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what? I could just walk. Mm-hmm. That's all I have to say on the matter. I wish I could uh, add some opinion
1: to this, but I've never been. you so. never been?
0: <laughs> well, listen, I've never been that high on the Colts. I mean, I think they're mediocre, but as you know, I thought the AFC South is going to be the worst division coming here this year. And...
1: As you it's know, I don't worst. know which division
0: is which, so. <laughs> so, let me but ask you not. this. How how you just how are you feeling about this AFC playoff picture? Excited? You you don't know what to think? You're bored of it all what what, what goes on here? I am
1: excited and I also don't know what to think. And <clears throat> I I feel high on the Chargers and the Bills out of those those latter half of the teams that you mentioned. But, again, are the Bills, like, this version, the NFL's version of the Knicks, where this storied franchise, storied for being horrible, um, you know, had a few glory days forever ago and ever since have been terrible, and then they have one good year, and we just assume, like, now nah, they're good. Like, maybe they're just mediocre again. Um, the Bengals bone you as we've established that's for sure so I certainly don't trust them and I kind of do like my chances with Justin Herbert in a playoff game so I'm cheering for them uh, and
0: I also believe in the Titans still I mean if Derek Henry comes back I would not like to face that team in the playoffs.
1: He's going to come back just in time for the fantasy championship for me. Mm. Wait, just wait and see.
0: I think as the teams currently are, I like the Patriots, Chiefs, and Chargers. And the other ones, I'm just not sure. Yeah. I'm just not sure. And the NFC things are a little more boring until you get to the 6th and 7th. We know the top five teams in the NFC. We've belabored it time and time again. It's the Rams. It's the Packers. It's the Cardinals. It's the Bucks. It's the Cowboys. That's not going to change. Okay. Okay. We have some steamy things happening six and seven. All right. You won't believe who's in six and seven right now. It's outrageous. (laughs) It's the Washington football team of Washington, the city, not even the state. I mean, what are they thinking? And then you have the Niners.
1: Despicable.
0: San Francisco, who are ass. They're in the seventh seed right now. You won't even believe who's on the bubble, okay? You have the Eagles at six and seven. And then I'll list all the five five and seven teams that are in the hunt. Are you ready? You have the Vikings.
1: Disgusting.
0: Just lost to the Lions. You have the Panthers. With Cam Newton as their quarterback.
1: Atrocious. (laughs)
0: You have the Atlanta Falcons, who are the worst team in the league. And then you (laughs) you have the New Orleans Saints, who are starting Taysom Hill, a quarterback, who has a brace so big on his finger that it's like he's wearing a mitten when he throws. Okay? This is who you have in the NFC.
1: Don't forget Seattle. Not out of the picture yet.
0: They're 4-8. Oh, if you want me to list the 4-8 teams, I'll list the 4-8 teams. (laughs) It's them and the Giants and the Bears. So, I mean... I don't know what goes on here, but do you like any of these teams from six? to God, no.
1: Fifteen? <laughs> I don't think any of them should make the playoffs. They should just cut it off of five teams this year.
0: It really does beg the question why they added the seventh seed if we're just going to be dealing with this kind of bullshit from year to year.
1: Yeah, just give the top seed a bye. And then play with the other four teams. <laughs> And just wait for the for the afc to finish up
0: <laughs> i got to say i think i like the eagles the best out of any of those teams and i won't i'm not going to back that up with anything i'm just going to say that
1: starting gardner Minshew or otherwise
0: <laughs> no 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 although he looked oh, no. mighty tasty <laughs> in Are they that better game. with gardner <laughs> i mean certainly i mean they played the jets when he played so that has to be taken with a grain of salt as large as my head, which is a pretty sizable head, as big as yours up there. And <laughs> as far as grains <laughs> of salt go, pretty sizable. And admittedly, like he's a more accurate quarterback, obviously, than Hurts. Uh, but we know who he is, right? He's like a mediocre quarterback who can do what you need him to do with short throws and et cetera. He doesn't have the arm talent or the athleticism that Hurts does. Um. Like, do, does Gardner Minshew give the Eagles a better chance to win today? No, because it's Wednesday. They don't have NFL games on Wednesdays.
1: <laughs> exactly. They don't have any chance to win.
0: <laughs> Generally speaking, though, I would say probably, yeah, right? I mean, he doesn't have the rushing upside that Hurts does, but he can manage the game in, in the way Hurts certainly cannot.
1: Yeah, this is one of those things where it's so hard to separate real football from fantasy. mm where I think we have a, a skewed impression of Jalen Hurts because he's so good in fantasy. It's like hard to imagine that he's as bad as he is.
0: I don't think it's know. that hard at all. I, I can tell you very clearly. Unless that, you watch the games. Yeah, I, I can tell you very clearly crazy. that Jalen Hurts is the third best quarterback in fantasy and the 27th best quarterback in real life. Like it's not that hard to see.
1: <laughs> well, I'd take him on my team, that's for sure. Wow.
0: I saw I saw a post in the ringer today that was (laughs) it was entitled The Three-Body Problem in Minnesota, which is funny because I'm reading "The Three-Body Problem right now, which is a sci-fi novel. And by reading, I mean, I read like 40 pages of it two months ago and then just reread them today because I forgot it all. Mm -hmm. And there was their GM whose name escapes me, uh, Mike Zimmer, their coach, and Kirk Cousins, the most despicable human on Earth. and. I got to say, even that title just made me a little sad for you as a Minnesota fan.
1: <laughs> Honestly, well, I don't disagree, but I would be perfectly happy to get rid of the Cousins and keep Zimmer. You know, if I had to pick one.
0: Contractually, that's not going to be possible, though. And that contract was signed by the three... The third of the third body problem. Yeah. Their GM. So, Jesus, I don't think Zimmer's going to be there next year, right? I certainly don't think he should be.
1: I mean, he might be in Minnesota at some point next year <laughs> on vacation, <laughs> or maybe you like go on vacation a, in Minnesota <laughs> as an assistant coach for another team when they're traveling to play the Vikings, perhaps.
0: Yeah, uh, it's looking rough. I mean, you guys still maybe have a very good chance to make the playoffs, so you got that going you know, for
1: you. He still has some of his belongings, like in a storage unit in Minneapolis. So it's like when you go through go. a
0: breakup and you have to go back to like grab some of your stuff. Okay. Yeah. Oh man, that being said, you'll probably be the Steelers tomorrow. So.
1: Oh yeah, we're we're gonna f- flirt with being just good enough to where we think like maybe we'll make the playoffs, just so they can make it more heartbreaking when we miss the playoffs or make it into the playoffs so we can embarrass ourselves one final time.
0: <laughs> I mean, you know, with this seven game or the seven team, like, I mean, the bears made the playoffs last year. Right. That's yeah, what
1: we're dealing the, with here. That, yeah, that, the more, the more it plays out, it's like the seventh team is
0: dumb. It'll be good in the AMC. Like the Bills yeah, are the seventh seed right true. now. So, you know, but, yeah, probably each year, like, one of the conferences, right, it'll be a 500 or below team. Yeah. But you know what? They don't pay us to make the decisions for the NFL. They should, though. Yeah.
1: Then we wouldn't have to do this podcast.
0: All right. Well, this because has been this, s-
1: Because this podcast is such a money maker for us. Essential <laughs> right now in our lives.
0: <laughs> we could drop it if we had another source of income, but we just don't. <laughs> All right, well, this has been another rousing edition of the Sam and Seth special sport ball extravaganza.
1: Rousing seems like a stretch, but I'll take it.
0: Do you think the feedback from the fans will be, ah, we miss Kyle, bring him back, please? Or it'll be like, ah, oh, thank God I didn't have to hear about Robert Covington.
1: Depends on uh, how Matt's feeling on that particular day. <laughs> All
0: right, well, any more burning things to say to the listeners?
1: Celtics are beating the Clippers twelve to eight. Go time, Lord.
0: I did notice that there's some scores that might surprise our listeners. The Rockets beat the Nets for their eighth win in a row.
1: Yeah, and that <laughs> previously was, um, the worst team in the league. First time in history that a team has lost fifteen straight, and then won. Well, now eight. It was even seven that it never happened before, which is kind of wild.
0: The Thunder beat the Raptors, hmm. and. The Timberwolves that I just basically orgasmed over for 15 minutes, lost by 32 to the Jazz. Is that a lot? But I did warn you guys at the beginning of the podcast, we have no control of the NBA because all the teams are playing today. It's out of our hands. Right. It's a Wednesday. So, (laughs) so Gardner Venture has no chance of winning a game. (laughs) (laughs) And we have no control over the NBA. Check back tomorrow. Yeah, Let's see what we can All do. All right, that'll do it for another episode of Sport Ball. Please let us know if you prefer it with or without Kyle. I would say his his seat is getting pretty hot. So his job is on the line. <laughs> All right, stay safe out there, everyone.